0: yo everyone what's going on welcome to episode 129 it's a longer one than i thought it was going to be i tried to keep it condensed and i just ended up rambling all over the place but um i'm happy with some of the information i let out you know towards the end i give you a bit of my personal history my life story and a bunch of other things like that um You know, a few documentaries, hip hop related stuff, Japanese uh, culture related stuff, a mix, a mix, the best of both worlds kind of thing. Um, I think, you know, whether you're into that type of music or not, I think you'll find there's going to be something in there that you might like. So but before you do that, you know, um, go ahead, hit the like button, hit the um, subscribe button. I guess hit every button, hit every positive button you can. Okay. Uh, wh- again, watch this on YouTube. If you, if you have the chance, watch the whole thing, you know, our, our analytics are going up. I'm, I'm noticing it. I'm seeing it rise slowly. Thank you guys for, um, for your help. I really appreciate it. You know, for your, likes, your comments, um, your participation, you know, it, it really does help remember if you feed the algorithm the algorithm will spit out other people who can watch and enjoy this podcast and grow hopefully a community or something a couple of you people watching on the internet or listening on the internet but you know again um that's kind of the goal and uh, so just, if you have the time do that um check out everything in the description i think you're gonna there's gonna be something interesting whether you like it whether you don't like it whether it's your bag or not i think it's interesting um analysis in there somehow something <laughs> sorry right, y'all enjoy yo hey hey what's going on y'all welcome to episode 129 of the podcast my bad for getting started a little bit late uh this evening well tonight cause it's kind of late at night but, um, uh, just got caught up with a few things over the weekend, uh, life, you know, life stuff. So I'm getting, I'm recording later than I normally, later on was well, a new week. So a few days later than I normally do. So this is probably going to come out later on in the week. My apologies about that. Uh, you know, I'm trying to keep a fairly regular schedule as much as possible. Let me take off my socks. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, and I got a great episode for you guys tonight um it's gonna be short but sweet you know um i have a few things i prepared let me get a pillow for my back yeah actually i was i was um one thing that slowed me up was i was having a bit of, of my back was pretty sore again not from my son uh this time it was from um i got, I got a new mattress like the cocoons you know costco man taking all my money <laughs> i went in there bought some groceries that came out with like a damn mattress in a box I was like, oh, shit, they got the mattress. So it was on sale. It was good. Um, but just moving stuff around uh, made my back a little bit sore. And then I had some other stuff, banking stuff as well, um, moving some stuff around. You know, it was a simple issue I got to solved today, but it was kind of frustrating because, if you know, we had a four-day holiday. Like I talked about in the previous episode, we had a four-day holiday here in Japan. So um, I was just uh, wanted to move a little bit of money to a different account and um basically because this financial institution that i had some money in i wanted to transfer it no basically long story short i wanted to do something with some money but i couldn't do it so i wanted to take the money back out but um they said i could put it in no problem but taking it back out was a different story because the account that i was registered to take it out with um had my name written a little bit differently so because of that uh they wouldn't let me do it and we were on a four-day holiday and you know, so, um, my transaction got canceled and I had to wait four days and I was kind of like a little bit, not stressing about it, but annoyed by it, you know? So, um, by the time, so today is Monday and then I finally got it called and basically the person in charge, I just had to talk to Tantosha in Japanese, of course, uh, I just had to talk to the person in charge, uh, well not the person in charge. I had to explain the situation, tell them what I wanted them to do, that this was my correct name just fucking approve the shit, and then finally they were like, okay, we can approve it from tomorrow, so, so that's, like, one issue I have checked off my list, but I got a bunch of other shit I need to do, including this podcast, so, so, yeah, I've just been, you know, behind schedule, just trying to uh, get caught up on everything, so, um, I've been, I'm not behind the eight ball, but just, you know, it's kind of gonna be go time for me this month, I got just some administrative stuff with my company to do, and a bunch of other stuff, so. And family and, you know, of course, family stuff in everyday life and, and work on top of that. But, you know, that's what being an adult is all about. So no complaints by me at all. But um, just getting some time to record um, who got put off for a couple of days. So my bad about that. All right, let, let's just get into it. I got some interesting stuff for you guys. Um, which one am I going to start with first? No alcohol for me tonight. When I went to Costco, I was like, I'm not going to buy any alcohol, which means I'm not going to ramble that much on this episode. The last episode, I was listening to it. Me and Rod went back and forth about it. It was, I thought it was a, a good episode. Um, dropped some shit. But um, this time, no alcohol. I got Kirkland. Italian spring water <laughs> so so and you know it's like eleven thirty at night so uh, I'm, I'm not gonna be that long um, but I do have two kind of related topics and some some homework some things for you guys to watch that I think you might be interested in okay I'll save the second one for last uh, I'll save the second one for last I'll save the main one for last. Base, another another list about Japanese culture um, sent in by Rod. But um, just browsing through everyday articles and things like that. I found this article in, on the Japan Times from a few days ago called JP the Wavy. The Culture of Hip Hop Unites Us in... I honestly didn't read the article, um, but it's kind of about the hip hop scene here in Tokyo, um, the underground hip hop scene and things like that. They highlighted a few articles, I guess, new school artists that have been making some waves, if you will. And I just watched the videos and excuse me. I'm sorry. 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 Again, um, there are two articles there are two, sorry, you, links to YouTube videos in this article. And I just watched the videos. Um, the first one is just some dudes dancing on the street. I'm um, seeing young dudes dance on the street. The second one is uh, filmed in Shibuya. It's clearly in Shibuya. Clearly near areas I used to hang out in my 20s. It's kind of funny to me watching it, though. <laughs> I'm not going to lie, because if you don't, if you're not really i can i can imagine like if you're not if you don't if you've never been to tokyo you know if you watch these type of videos aesthetically it looks very different than you know you might see uh in the west just the surroundings where these people are but you might think like you know oh shit they getting busy in tokyo like it's going down they got the scene you know and, but for me watching is like, I can see, like, the nuances of the video. You know, the videos and, like, what's going on in the background. And so I just know, like, especially the second one. I'm not knocking these people at all. Like, I'll explain in a minute why. But, um, it's just kind of funny for me. It's kind of weird for me watching it. Like, the Cho Wavy De Gomenne Remix. Cho Wavy De Gomenne Remix. <laughs> okay. Um dudes maybe in their 20s late teens you know um dancing around shibuya station like you know inside shibuya station what what, i'll just give you some behind the scenes what's going on in this this is not typical shit that's going on in the tokyo area people normally don't really dress like this don't really act like this you know in in like for example new york or major cities you know hip-hop is kind of the blood you know, you know, I am you know, hip hop. You know, I'm from hip hop generation. You know, I'm an inner city kid, grew up in D.C. Um, not influenced by hip hop. I am that. You know, I'm just 38. I'm an adult. I'm a father now. So, you know, I, I listen i listen to my shit in the car in the car when my son's not in the back seat you know and i have a playlist a clean rap playlist and a clean oldies playlist i'll play for him and i got my bangers you know my bangers and and my chill hip-hop that i listen to and you know I, I, i um depending on my mood i go between those and i constantly add to them but here, you know, in the, the Tokyo underground. Well, not let me. I'm not trying to sound condescending at all, because I'm not trying to be condescending. I'm just trying to be, add some perspective to it. You know, what I'm saying because, uh, and i because, like for example, the Cho Wavy, Daigo site whatever the fuck this shit is. Re- <laughs> I'm sorry, it's also not in my age I'm not trying to be age ageist. I heard someone else say say this. You know, I'm not trying to be ageist about it. You know, but um, it's just not my demographic. But just looking at it. You know, I know, like, for example, um, these dudes, they filmed this video, like, at Last Train you know, in in when no one is around Shibuya, and they can just, like, you know, run around, dance all around, you know, Shibuya, it looks nice, it's neon lights, probably before they went to a nightclub or something like that, you know, a hip-hop nightclub, like, there's a few hip-hop nightclubs in Shibuya, you know, um, like, more underground ones for Japanese people, I would say, there's one or two mainstream ones, well, now, Corona, I don't know what it is, you know, um, but... In my experience, there's, like, a big difference between, I'd say, the underground, quote-unquote, hip-hop clubs, you know, and um, more, like, clubs that play hip-hop. I'll differentiate between those two. Yeah, um, I've had a great time in clubs that play hip-hop. You know, um, the underground underground hip-hop clubs in Tokyo, I think only a couple of times I've actually had a good time. Other than that, even though like, you know, I'm, I'm it, you know, I mean, I'm not like, you know, I'm, I'm the embodiment of hip hop, you know, If <laughs> for, for, for lack of a better word, but you know, in, in my twenties or whatever, walking into those places, I, I, I might've talked about it before I'm here. I felt like an outsider. I felt people be like, not like, oh shit, he's cool. Like, whoa, what are you doing here? Kind of thing. You know, I, I and Um, I've heard, I've talked with other black people about it that, you know, in the, this is just my experience and what other people have told me that in the underground hip hop scene here is kind of very much a Japanese kind of thing It's you know, it's, it's not like a hip hop thing. It's more of a Japanese thing, you know, and the hip hop is kind of secondary to it. So. Um, even the first video for me watching it, like, um, <laughs> I don't know who this dude is. Like, uh, I'm not like knocking him. I mean, you know, he might be really cool with the, the, the people in the video, but like the JP, the wavy for me, it just looked like there's a black dude with the crew, you know? And, um, he, yeah, it's just, I'm watching the video now. It's just like. He's kind of in there. He's got his two a few seconds to be in there. He's he's you know he's doing this thing, but like it feels like yeah all right, get out of here <laughs> kind of kind of kind of thing you know um and 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 I've I've kind of heard this these type of anecdotes that you know even like if you're like a full representative of hip hop culture like for me I separate those kind of underground ja- young Japanese hip hoppers into a separate category as I do like people who just love hip hop, love urban culture. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it, I, I can't really, I'm not going to pigeonhole everyone. You know, I'm not going to say like, oh, all y'all motherfuckers is on some bullshit and y'all motherfuckers don't keep it real and y'all don't really know. I'm not going to say that. Like, I do take it on, on an individual basis, the, how I meet the person, how they carry themselves, how they approach me you have heard me talk about it like if someone really like comes at me like yo man what's up man what's up man yo chill you know like automatically for me that's a red flag that they don't really have a more of a deep understanding and a respect for you know my culture and my music I, i'm gonna call it my music because it is my music and, and, and those kind of people I kind of shy away from, you know. And, and like, the, I don't know so much the first video, it's just them dancing on the street. But the second video, I, I kind of <laughs> I get a whiff of that type of shit, you know. That like, if I was younger and, and, and in a club and see these people, either they'd look at me like I'm an alien, or like, you know, they would just say some shit that make me be like, yo, what the f- Okay, sorry, turned it on by accident. Or, you know, make me be like, the fuck are you talking about you know like of course it's understandable that you know you are influenced by what you see what you hear um but it is kind of like a superficial kind of thing to me you know and 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 those kind of things make me cringe a little bit um just just who i am i'm sorry i might be wrong i might rub you the wrong way me might think about it but that's just how I feel, you know, and I'm not generalizing everyone who likes hip hop, everyone who dresses that way, because I've met a ton of people who are completely cool. And like I said, the people who are completely cool, the coolest people that I've met don't really see me. I can look at their eyes and tell how they look at me and they don't see me as like, you represent the stuff that I like. You know, like the Japanophile peoples who see a Japanese person is like, wow, you must like ramen and you like Harajuku. Right? right. 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 You know, that kind of like mm, a little bit manic energy, you know, like people are just like, oh, hey, what's up? You know, nice to meet you, man. Those are the coolest people, and those are the people who get it the most, and we can just sit there and have a conversation about music, about fashion, about sneakers, about whatever. We have a great conversation that just happens to be about hip-hop culture-related shit, not like someone who just, like, centers their whole shit around that, and, you know, it's just like, you know, a kid in a candy store running around all over the place, like and and that's the shit that i don't like personally you know um and i don't know if it's age i don't know if it's the internet i don't know if it's just japanese people because you know what the what i say is like um you know japanese people are kind of obsessive compulsive about mildly obsessive compulsive about stuff i've seen people kind of latch on to so many different things like you know random shit like you know belly dancing and of course not and not condescending about these things just using as examples like people be completely deep into belly dancing people be completely into like playing the fucking um saxophone or completely you know hardcore fucking i don't know bagpipe players or whatever or you know fucking lute play or whatever the fuck like you know they just see it they're like this is awesome i'm just gonna be completely all about this shit and to a certain extent, like some people like that, that's how I see them viewing these type of, especially the second video. I see them kind of like that. It's just, you know, hip hop is culture, it's more something to latch onto, you know? And I want to know if in like 20, 30 years, they'll have that same passion and enthusiasm for it as they do now when they're younger. That's all I'm trying to say. Again, not, not knocking them. It's just my impression, my opinion um, from my experience here. And I definitely don't paint all hip hoppers with with that type of broad strokes but i do you know have walked into a room you know because i'll tell you like for me like especially in japan i don't give a fuck what i'm you know if i'm in my work clothes if i'm in a t- like fucking marvel t-shirt if i'm dressed down what quote unquote looks like a hip hopper you know um it doesn't matter like because I'm just going to be me, you know, so I don't, I don't have, I don't have to posture to anybody, you know, because especially living in Japan, because, you know, I, I don't have to have my radar up, you know, I don't have to hold back, you know what I'm saying, like be on guard about shit, really, so I can just chill and do me, and regardless of whatever I'm wearing, like I've rocked up into clubs, like coming straight from work, and I'm in like a fucking tie and you know whatever and slacks you know listening to whatever i want to listen to and i'm doing the same shit as i would like if i'm looking like i came out of like a you know a dip set video like you know and you know i've seen the reactions be drastically different you know depending that's how i judge people you know so and because i i judge people based on the way they judge me here you know and and those are the kind of things that i think is kind of interesting because if it doesn't fit in the for the people who aren't really for me really about something here if you don't fit their box into what they're trying to be what they think something is about they kind of get thrown off quite you know but the people who are just like oh hey what's up okay you just came from work or something okay cool and then you can just vibe out you know they're cool so so i didn't mean to go off on a rant and hopefully i didn't sound condescending about that but um definitely check out that first article uh again it is a bit uh, the videos and some of the content some of the people might be a little bit age gap for me so um it's not my type of hip-hop anyway uh so i can't really you you know you can i'm sure you can hear it in my judge but but my analysis of it 10-15 years ago is i would say the same like as now um you just gotta judge the people um judge you can't judge a book by its cover here is what i say and um in hip-hop in hip-hop cult the hip-hop scene in japan there are a lot of different levels of it i want to go into another level which is interesting um supplementary to that which are two documentaries you'll see them in the um in the description wherever you're watching this. Uh, one is Made in Kawasaki. It's Vice Japan thing. And another one is Rising from Tokyo, the Tokyo Projects. I've seen both of these, like, years ago. I just just reading this article. Um, made me remember these. And so uh, I just threw them in there. Um, rising from the Tokyo Projects. It's about people who grew, these Dudes who just... Rappers who live in a danchi on, like, the outskirts of Tokyo. Not outskirts, but... More residential areas in Tokyo. Um, me personally, if I had to choose between these articles, the Maiden Kawasaki one, it's not really my flavor. You know, um, the ra- Rising from the Tokyo Street Projects people seem a bit more authentic to me, um, just as far as like culture goes. I'm not knocking the people from the Kawasaki documentary, but I'm just talking about as far as in terms of music creators you know um there i wouldn't come to japan expecting to meet people like this at all this is a very very small niche subculture here in japan and people just don't really walk around like this and you want will you know if you see people like if i see people like that they are actually probably the friendliest people in in the world like i was just watching the resin from the Tokyo project one again i was like these motherfuckers probably in jail right now because they got i mean i ain't gonna be well fuck it whatever i'll say they got weed they show they flashing weed in the video they're taking drugs and shit like that shit doesn't fly in japan at all i i, I must have missed it the first time i was watching this like years ago but it's just clear they just rolling blunts and got bags of weed and they just like popping pills and shit i'm just like Y'all putting this shit on camera in Japan? They must be locked up. Like, locked way the fuck up. (laughs) Because it's just even, even just... You know, having a bag of weed here and having it on camera, the, po- the police are gonna investigate you, and they're gonna find out where you live, and they're gonna raid your house, and they're gonna blood test you. And even if they can't find any weed, even if they find like a little roach, you're going to jail. If they if you have weed in your system, you're going to jail. Like that's how they do it here. Like I do not recommend you smoke weed in Japan at all. I'm completely, you know, I'm I'm not like. uh necessarily an anti-drug person but i am definitely anti-drug in japan like don't do shit in this country like you know i'm just warning you if you come to japan in the future don't buy any fucking drugs don't smoke any fucking shit don't do it it's just not worth it it's just not like if you heard me talk about it before on the podcast. It's, it's just not like, please don't be a fucking idiot. And cause I don't want to get stupid ass emails from you talking about how you got arrested on some dumb shit in this country. Cause I'll just be like, I told your dumb ass, get the fuck out of here. Okay. <laughs> okay. But definitely check out those two documentaries. Um, they're both kind of interesting uh i think they give a a, a deuce give a side of the grittier side of think of of life in japan and um this is how i think those people expressed it through hip-hop like i said if i had to choose a a group of people to roll to to actually hang out with i would probably choose the people from the rising in from the tokyo project people they just seem a little bit more like i don't know they just seem a little bit more like I don't know <laughs> crazier maybe I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Like the, the first one, they just, they don't really seem like so much, you know, um, I don't know. I don't know. I, I I I can't really put my finger on it, but, um, Kawasaki is a lot closer to where I live in. Um, they must be in a different area. Kawasaki. I, when I, you know, uh, Kawasaki is being quite gentrified. I think I talked about it on our, on an article, uh, a, while, a while back, um, it did have a bad reputation. I have noticed that that area is being quite gentrified now. So I'm guessing those areas those factories are going to be pushed deeper into areas of Kawasaki that I just don't really go to. So um, I can't really speak on it. But yeah it, it is kind of an interesting you know thing to see to notice and just to be aware of not again like if you see people like this and you hear some of the stories in here you'll be like damn it's real in japan yeah there are maybe those areas but then again remember i've never felt in danger in japan in my 16 years here never you know not not this day like i've been in areas where i say were shady you know, where I'm, like, looking at everybody around there, like, even when, you know, like, okay, you know, I gotta watch this motherfucker, (laughs) you know, but, um, and, you know, I've been drunk off my ass, you know, like, it's kind of embarrassing to say, but, you know, like, blackout drunk, you know, on my way home, trying to hop in a fucking taxi, and nothing has happened to me, you know, and I I had my wallet, I had my cell phone, like, nobody's fucking jumping on me, for me, that's the definition of a dangerous area, if, like, whether you're drunk or sober or not, somebody's going to bop you over the head and take your shit, you know, that's danger. But just people who just in the corner, like, looking all, you know, looking around, like, yeah, all right, whatever. I'm not going to do anything, you know, out of pocket, so they have no reason to fuck with me, you know? Like, it, I ain't fucking with you. You ain't fucking with me? Hey, all right. I know you might be a person that might be... An issue if i did fuck around and do some dumb shit but i'm not gonna do no dumb shit so we cool kind of like that you know and so i've never that's why i've never felt any type of way about um any type of shit here Okay, so that's that. Like check, again, check out the article, check out those two documentaries. It's a good 40 minutes of video I think you might find interesting, whether you're interested in hip hop or not, just to give you another layer of of society in Japan. But again, trust me, like hip hop, like that, those levels of hip hop scene here are very, 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 very niche. And another reason why I don't hang out like um, too tough with like hardcore hip hoppers here is like, I'm kind of more like a lady. I was going to say ladies, man. But that makes me sound like I'm some type of player or something. I'm fucking married. married, You know. But you know what I mean? Like, I'm more. I prefer to hang out with a group of women than hang out with a group of dudes. Put it like that. Like, I'm, I'm much more like hanging out with women you know and especially when i'm single and clubbing i prefer to be in a club with a bunch of women around than like hanging out with a bunch of fucking dudes the whole time you know if i look around it's like this is a fucking sausage party god damn like, like you know um i get kind of depressed and so <laughs> i need to go to the bar and get drunk you know like how do i deal with this shit <laughs> Too much testosterone in this goddamn motherfucker. Like that you know, that's I'm just sorry, but it's true. And especially, you know, alcohol brings out your personality more, I feel like. So some people get drunk and they wanna fight somebody. You know, me, I get drunk and I wanna strike up a friendly ass conversation. This is what happens, you know. So so um <laughs> so so like you know it was very apparent to me the first few times going to those type of clubs that you know um there were a strikingly small amount of women there and you know it was a high hurdle for me to like breach the boundary to go over you know because like people were just like pulling the women away from me as i walked (laughs) I remember one club I went to, I forgot, it was in Shibuya. Um, I went there, I think on a night out just by myself, you know? And then like, I, I remember when I walked in, I remember what I was wearing too. It was kind of a crazy ass outfit, but, (laughs) but, but (laughs) it was a weird outfit, but I had like this, you know, I I can't really go, especially more at that time too. There weren't as many shops with my size. So like I had to kind of, make the most out of what i had you know what i mean um as far as outfits go so i had to mix my work clothes with my going out clothes and sometimes it would come out with like i remember i had like this checkered red and gray and black sleeveless v-neck vest and a paper boy hat and some jeans and i don't know what shoes i was wearing it was weird like let me think it back on it like i thought it was i thought it was the shit i thought i was like doing it but i was like what the fuck was i wearing <laughs> glad there are no pictures from that one <laughs> but but yeah so especially like in the um 2000s before you know a lot of um you know Uniqlo started having larger sizes um you know Zara was pretty much the only thing I had and that was overpriced and maybe too small and so like I would just basically have to buy clothes when I went to America pray that they lasted and try and piece some shit together you know pretty much especially if you're going you know if it, if it was like a work night when I was going out after work for example like you know staying out all night after work you know finish work at like 10 o'clock if I lived like so far away you know I did not have time to go home change and then go back out and stay out all night like it just wouldn't work so you know if you might have to bring a backpack bring a change of clothes to your work you know sw- swap out whatever you can swap out you know some jeans for your work slacks or whatever you know maybe bring your work shoes out and then just say fuck it you know and 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 try and make a decent outfit out of what you had you know so um that was one of those nights and i just remember walking to the bar walking in and then like dudes were just like grabbing the girls taking them away from me <laughs> it was like we know he, we know what you're here for <laughs> it was kind of clear you know i I got to the bar and i was just like looking around like oh shit!" there's like a force field around me (laughs) you know i'm I'm in a bubble i'm in the bubble boy Mm. i remember the music was pretty good at the time but i definitely remember being isolated i remember like some dudes by the bar like I was drinking Hypnotic or something. I was drinking Incredible Hulks or some shit like that. You know, that just comes to Japan all late. So, if you don't know what the Incredible Hulk is, it's fucking disgusting. But it was, <laughs> I would not drink that shit nowadays. But in my 20s, you know, when, when Hypnotic, the blue, magical blue drink, <laughs> if you know what I'm talking about, came with a Hypnotic with a Q, if you want, if you got to Google it, you know, came. It's basically, if you watch the first, uh, I'll give you a little Marvel Easter egg. If you watch um, the first Marvel Universe movie, which is not Iron Man, it's actually um, Incredible Hulk, right? It's Incredible Hulk. And where they tried to start bringing it together. they in the Easter egg for that, you can probably YouTube it. And that's the first time where uh, Robert Downey Jr. appears as Tony Stark, right? And um, the guy... I forgot what guy, some guy, it was either Robert Downey Jr. was drinking or, or some other military dude was drinking. At the bar, he was drinking something green. He was drinking a green drink. He was drinking an Incredible Hulk, the movie Incredible Hulk, which I thought was quite funny, which is basically hypnotic, which is... um yeah blue cognac fruit drink disgusting kind of thing um (laughs) and hennessy mixed together and when you mix the blue of that with the green of fucking uh uh, you mix the blue of hypnotic with the brown of hennessy it turns it green right it's really really strong because basically hypnotic is just fruit juice and fucking cognac and you're mixing that with more cognac (laughs) some wild nights you know that was like a popular drink i think in the mid 2000s i want to say but i missed that wave in you know in the again hip-hop club culture urban club culture i missed that wave in america and so it took several years for hypnotic to come to japan so when hypnotic came to japan it was like oh shit they got hypnotic you know and we me and my friends just went through like a hypnotic or not even hypnotic we went through like an incredible hulk phase for like a couple of years it was pretty pretty fucked up <laughs> like i remember like i used to have to teach bartenders how to make it i was like okay just take the blue one get that one over there get the blue one over there get no that one okay you got any you got any cognac no nah, oh, fuck all right you got brandy all right okay fuck just mix that shit in don't worry i'll pay double for it and just you know and then eventually they, they started serving it and i'll just get all fucked up and, but anyway <laughs> Anyway, so I was drinking that shit by the bar and then some Japanese dudes, I've I probably told this story before, kind of creeped over to me and was like, hey, what's up, man? So why are you here? Basically, they were just like, "Like, what are you doing here? And I was just, not like we're going to beat you up or anything, but they were just like confused, you know? And, now, and that's when I realized like, oh, the underground hip hop scene here is quite different than I imagined all right fuck okay all right let me stop reminiscing and and um get to because i'm going longer than i thought i would go actually (laughs) i wanted to finish up at at 30 minutes but me rambling and repeating stories you probably heard before um all right Um, but anyway anyway check out that shit and let's go into uh what are some misconceptions about japan and japanese culture right and once again let me check make sure i'm still recording which i am great I um I'm not I mean these are eight of these'm I'm, 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 I want to some of these I was reading through them before some of these are really good so I want to take my time <laughs> okay but the first one I'm, I'm not gonna read the um the article itself I'm just gonna read the topic the table of contents only um because and you know if you want a different perspective I encourage you to read through the whole thing again okay, it's from quora I think I got it. Quora. Uh mm-hmm. I'm some on the Sorry. Uh. My bad. Oh, give me a second. All right. So here we go. First one. Japanese trains are always on time. Y- you heard me talk about you can you can set your fucking life to a Japanese train, right? I wonder what this person says. Uh, this person says. Uh, I mean they should say yeah I, I, I'm not scrolling through all this shit but, but basically just right below um, this table of contents you can see a map of the Tokyo train system general train system and like I said it, this is kind of the shit that I was talking about a map is fucking a total map of Tokyo is fucking useless you need an app to fucking find your way around shit here like cause you'll just be just looking at it like I, you zoom in on it you, you won't know what the fuck is going on trust me but generally speaking, yeah, you can set your life to the train in Tokyo. Even like you know, five minutes late on the train is just like earth shattering here. You know, you'll be surprised, man. Um, I, I literally set my life to the train schedule, and you can pretty much, for the most part, do that here again it makes you de facto if you spend more than like a few days here like if you spend a few more if you spend weeks or a few months here you will naturally become a much more punctual person just just even by the train you know um by fucking up like i've done it i've missed last train a few times i've had to crash at people's places because like you know actually one time i think me and my My wife, we actually got back together because of that. Like, I was like, oh, fuck, I I missed my last train. Like, I'm your friend. Please just let me stay somewhere. Let me just come over there because I can't can't make it back home, you know? And, you know, it's just like that here. So, you just got to get used to it. If you are a punctual person, you'll love here. If you're not a punctual person, the learning curve might be kind of stiff for you. But, um, just trust me just get used to it because even me now i go back to america it's like fuck man come on you why are you guys taking so long why can't you guys just be punctual about shit you know um it's kind of funny like that japanese people are nice yeah but if you if you go back and watch the hip-hop those documentaries you know not everyone's nice and of course you have to have common sense wherever you go generally speaking though you know um I've never had to worry about mean people. There are some mean people. You do occasionally see people, like, yelling at each other. You do occasionally see people unhappy. But um, there's actually... another there yeah, there's actually another video i wanted to have on this episode on the next episode we'll deal with it though um i, I copied and pasted them there, there's uh, some more video content related to japanese people's opinions about um different issues that uh, from asian boss another good youtube channel um that i wanted to kind of um discuss a bit but um I, I just don't have time to get to it tonight and you know Uh, It doesn't really fit with the theme of this episode as much. Um, But Japanese people, generally speaking, are nice. The concept of niceness is quite different, though. That's something we're going to get to in the next episode. So just hold, put a pin in that one uh, mentally. I'll do just one or two of these and and get out of here because I got to fucking edit this before I go to bed, too. So, um... Uh, Japanese people Japanese think only Japan has four seasons yeah oh lord this is when I talk about Japanese weather if you ask a person what the weather is like in Japan 99 in English 99% of the time people will say Japan has four seasons like I don't know where this comes from it's probably somewhere written in the article I'm just not going to read it but You know, technically it has more than that because you, for me, I I would say, you know, Japan has, I count six seasons, right? Uh, Six seasons that matter. You know, winter, spring, summer, fall, then rainy season, and also um, typhoon season are the six seasons that you need to know about here. But, uh, yo, everywhere has four seasons, right? So, or, or I don't know, not everywhere, but, you know, for me, like, my image is like, there are four basic seasons. So, I I always feel weird when someone tells me Japan has four seasons. I'm like okay, but whatever. Um another thing about rainy season though actually. This year, uh, apparently the Japanese government and the meteorolo- meteorological Oh yeah, I almost forgot to talk about some important shit to you. Okay, uh, um, so basically, the Japanese media government is not announcing the end, official end of rainy season this year. It's kind of weird because we're we're having some weird, really weird weather here, uh, which takes back, goes back to the Olympics. If the Olympics were held, is you know, <laughs> the Olympics must be cursed or something because if the Olympics would have been held this year, this is actually probably ideal weather for the olympics it would have been ideal weather like everyone's kind of like shocked actually that rainy season has continued this long now there has been a lot of um instability in the weather like heavy torrential downpours uh thunderstorms the past few days shit like that which i think signals you know the fronts are changing but generally speaking like by this time Rainy season has officially ended and we're into summer, you know, and summer is when it gets scorching hot, you know, 33, 34 degrees, 90 something, a hundred degrees Fahrenheit, if you will, humidity out the ass. Like it's just fucking crazy. But now it's just like humid out the ass still, but still cooler and cloudier. And you know, like the sun has just not showed his face in like weeks on Honestly, it's just been cloudy every day for like weeks. It's crazy. Um, But if the Olympics would have been held, it would have been acceptable weather for people coming into Japan, like they would have been able to deal with it. You know, the deaths I was talking about probably would not have happened if things would have gone, if it weren't for COVID-19. So they missed it. They missed it. Like they had the window, like, you know, um, I, I think I said it before when I was talking about that, unless they lucked out and the weather conditions were, you know, really nice. And that's what happens. Like um, I think last episode, I, I misspoke when I was um, talking about the opening ceremony date, this four day holiday was supposed to be the, I think for this past Friday was supposed to be the opening ceremony day. So we're in the Olympics right now. you know, if they would have happened in the alternative unit somewhere in an alternative, universe Um, the olympics are going on (laughs) a parallel universe the olympics are going on without a hitch right now um but you know it bees like that right so um yeah yeah um yeah fucking weather man here like typhoon season and rainy season are definitely things not to be fucked with uh or definitely need to be considered uh when you're come when you're thinking about life in japan all right i'm going to ah no last one last one uh, number four Japanese people think they are not Asians yeah um, I I think they, Japanese people put themselves in a different category than other Asians like when I talk to my students about Asia and I tell them yeah you're Asian you know and, and they kind of look at me like well, what are you talking about like I'm Japanese Um, I think I think I haven't directly asked a person just because of the nature of this question and I'm sorry I'm going to if you are Asian or if you're since I'm going to use a little bit of Stronger language here, but I've heard some students tell me that um, they the word Asian makes them think of the the derogatory term. Sorry, I'm sorry. I feel so bad for saying this um, Asian monkey like, uh, um, you know, I've heard s- students tell me that's what they think of when they hear that word. So I'm wondering if they associate someone saying you're Asian, I'm not going to repeat the word, but with that word or, you know, that derogatory term, I'm not sure. And I kind of, unless I'm not willing to probe for obvious reasons, like I'm not trying to probe deeper into that, but that could be the reason that they don't consider themselves Asian, or that could be the reason why they don't associate themselves with that word. I'm not sure. If you have Japanese friends, people who are native Japanese, definitely ask them. I'd never heard that derogatory term before. I think like about a year ago when actually I did. I was like, really? Who says that? Like, I don't, but again, like I don't really, um, I just a little background on me. I didn't grow up in a diverse area. I grew up in an all black area. I, chocolate city, baby. Like <laughs> You know, Washington DC was like chocolate city. Um, that's the name of Washington DC. So, I mean, literally my elementary was, school was all black. My junior high school was probably like 95% black. My high school was yeah 95 plus percent black. Um, then I went to a university where, which was 6% black and I had no idea. this is a long story but basically i had no idea my university was um uh only like six seven percent black until my first day on campus (laughs) and oh that was a surprising day (laughs) if you can imagine my face i was like hold on hold on this was not in the brochure (laughs) <laughs> no, nah, like I actually visited the campus before, but I I'd been on a, I went on a um like a um, minority introduction kind of visit and I had a great time. Like they showed me a great time, you know. I went to a party, had some fun. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, um they were like they were like uh it's Friday night. We're doing an overnight. Do you want to stay here or do you all want to go to a party? I was like, "Yo, I'm trying to go to a party." <laughs> <laughs> they told me not to tell anyone but actually i told somebody so sorry. sorry 20 20 something years later sorry but um but um yeah i had a great time there but um but they told me like yeah it's not as many black people as not nearly as many black people as you're gonna be around right now because it was during the winter break and i was around like all black people so you know and they were in sororities so i was just like yo this is dope and so this is before the you know this is like 1999 so before i didn't have a computer in my house so this is before the internet i couldn't google anything and um not before the internet but you know what i mean so um (laughs) so (laughs) i had no idea what i was walking into but but um but that helped me prepare for my life in japan because i could get over the culture shock that i experienced in university um, by the time I got to Japan I was completely prepared for it you know and uh, and, and um, it, I adjusted to it a lot easier than I did my first couple of, my, my college life I mean you know it was a growing experience growing pains, of course and, and uh, I think back on my time in, in college quite fondly now I was reminiscing on some shit like yesterday you know my experiences ups downs whatever and I'm, I'm happy I went through them um, you know because that what I was just thinking was like, you know, um, I was just fucking wild. I was wild. You can probably imagine I was fucking crazy in my teens and twenties. It's <laughs> fucking crazy. Like you know, I wasn't like. I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't like I said. I'm not like a angry, violent person, but you know, I was just fucking wild, and and so <laughs> I I didn't. Re- I was also going through culture shock at that time too. So. You know, I did which I didn't realize into hindsight, so I was just like acting out and doing a lot of different things. Um, and but I was I'm also a very sociable person, so um, that combination was kind of an interesting, led for some interesting time to my college life, but it you know, it led to some growing pains. Some, um, and but I, I, I remember what I was thinking about today was I remember I am happy that. I would I've never been kind of 100 I can say now in my life I've never been 100% settled. I've never been 100% comfortable, you know, where it's just like okay, I belong here. I've never really felt like that. And I've heard someone, I think it was Will Smith or someone like that talking about it, like people who kind of go do things. I'm not saying I'm great. I'm not saying I've done things yet, but people who do things you know, somewhere have that in their mind that they're not, um they're searching for something, you know, and they don't know. And, and I've always, I'm I've, thinking about that, like I've always felt like I've been searching for something, you know, even as a kid, even in like elementary school. Like I don't know, I didn't know what I was searching for, but I was searching for something and life kind of like, you know, kicked me down the road a little bit and it kicked me halfway across the world. And um it's still kicking me, you know, like, psh- you know fucking hell (laughs) kicking my ass (laughs) you know but it's kicking me somewhere and i am and now i'm old enough to really understand that process and appreciate that process and go with the flow you know um but um but yeah like so why was i talking about this oh oh yeah 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 so because let me just bring it back and wrap everything up so because i never really grew up around I never really, you know, besides, you know, people who owned, you know, shops and things like that in my neighborhood, convenience stores or carryout places in my neighborhood, I'd never interacted with Asian people at all um, until, like, uh, I was friends with, like, a half-Asian girl from a half-Jewish, half-Asian girl, really, really good friends with her my first few years of you know, of college, um, had a crush on her, actually. <laughs> <laughs> um besides that like I, I might be missing someone if i am I'm sorry but i don't think i ever interacted with like asian people in depth until uh, a couple friends yeah uh, i can think of a couple people asian americans but not like asian you know people born in asia like until i came to japan really yeah um that's interesting you know that's interesting and i just boom bop, and, and spending the rest of my life here it's Life is fucking weird like that But alright man I've been rambling on enough That's enough Akil Chronicles for you guys Um, I've gone way over my The time limit I I set for myself So let me try and wrap this up Try and um, edit this shit uh, So that I can Get it up to you guys Hopefully tomorrow So alright y'all Thanks for listening Um, And I will holler at y'all next Oh and enjoy that Those descriptions, the articles, not articles, the articles, of course, and the videos in the description. Let me know what you think with a comment, with whatever. All right, y'all. I'll you next time. Peace.